Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have my neighbor on the show. Thank you for coming, Kit. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, April. It's Kit Holoff. Two separate Mm -hmm. words, mushed together, Holoff. And he is um, amazingly working from home. He got this job, like, literally as the pandemic started. So do you want to tell your story and what you're doing and Introduce yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. Uh, yeah, before I uh, kind of got into the work from home, you know, style of life there, um, I was a full-time musician and I uh, was playing music every single weekend at that four nights a week at least, uh, you know, every single week was that 52 weeks out of the year, all that fun stuff, uh, recording, doing all that fun stuff, you know, been on a few albums and stuff like that. And then, uh, at one point, it was actually four years ago, my wife and I decided that we wanted to have another kid. So uh, we decided to go ahead and do that journey there. And uh, we ended up not with just one kid, but we had twins. And uh, with twins comes a little bit more of expense. Um, on top of that, we have a 16-year-old daughter or soon-to-be 16-year-old daughter. And as we all know, teenage girls, they love to burn through some money. So uh, as a musician working every week, I was in a very cool position because I was a musician or I am a musician that works every week, which not a whole lot of uh, musicians get to say that or do that. But I also needed to have a little bit more of a supplemental in- supplemental income. I'll just put some quotes around that because uh, I ended up getting a 40 hour a week job. And thank God I did because uh, basically the exact day that you know, all the governors are just like, hey, we're shutting down, you know, the ability to be next to another human being that isn't somebody in your family uh, was the day that I started my brand new job with a company called CDW. And I've been, I'm working sales with them. And uh, I've been doing that since, yeah, basically March of, uh, what was that, 2020? Yeah, March 2020. And I remember watching it all unfold for you because... <clears throat> you said I'm getting a new job and I was, cause we're like both, both, both <laughs> most of our conversations happen yelling across the street. Yep. So we live in Arizona and here the houses are pretty close to the streets. Um, I mean, obviously some neighborhoods are a little bit more expensive than ours, but our particular neighborhood is pretty tight quarters. There's just like what, six feet between the houses. <laughs> like, yeah, something like that. And that's just Arizona in, in general. <laughs> yeah. And we're both from Minnesota, right? Yes, I am from Minnesota. So we originally. we know we both we both know the same thing. Like growing up, people had grass and yards, and they didn't even have a block wall. It was just like no I, fence, or maybe a, a chain link, maybe between for dogs or something. And here, everything is really different. It's just it's like a different universe, really. But Absolutely. I remember. So we talk across the street often. Just hey, how's it going? And he told me, yeah, I'm starting a new job. And it was right with the pandemic. Our in-laws were visiting and they were just leaving. And he's like, I'm starting this job on Monday. And I was like, wow. And it was work from home. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, good timing because you might need to be able to work from home anyway. So you basically started training on the same day that everyone else went home, like worked from home unexpectedly. But was the plan for you to work from home? Not initially. No, I was supposed to start in the office, you know, doing my training and all that fun stuff. Uh, They do what's called an academy. I was supposed to just be doing academy just every single day for, you know, five days, you know, a week. It's normal 40 hour week, you know, eight to five, uh, Monday through Friday kind of job. Like in the training room? 
Yeah, they definitely have had a training room with like computers and, and it's it is a technology company. Like they they have ridiculous facilities as far as you know having uh you know big conference rooms or big like uh, teaching rooms in that instance. Uh, you know big projectors and like computers built into desks and stuff like that so you can work and you know just just a big training facility that's built into a sales center and uh, you know just a call center kind of thing too. And I remember asking you something like, do you know, um, you know, will you be able to use zoom or what to do your, to do your training? And you're like, well, actually we kind of even like sell zoom, right? No, it's absolutely. Uh, Zoom's one of our big partners, uh, Cisco, like we're one of the biggest partners that Cisco has. Um, so Cisco uses WebEx or they created WebEx, which kind of competes with zoom. Zoom was definitely huge right at the beginning of this whole pandemic here, just because it seemed like every single school uh, went to Zoom. And uh, you hear about all the, the fun mishaps that were happening with Zoom, where people would just forget to lock the room and random people would come in and do uh, debaucherous stuff kind of things. Uh, but yeah, not just Zoom, but also WebEx. We also got the Google Meet kind of stuff. And like, would, if you could think of it, we probably work with that partner. So literally all of the different things that people are using, do you, do you also do Microsoft Teams? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so all of the things that we could possibly have needed in the past year and a half year, absolutely. are you pretty fluent by now? Uh, I don't know about that because we got what, about 12,000, yeah, 12,000 partners that we work with. And, and you can just imagine, like, even if just of those 12,000, I only made two products, you know, it's 24,000 products that... Oh, right. And some of these partners definitely made more than two products. So it's uh, it's almost impossible for me to know every single thing that it, there is for us to sell. Uh, what's really cool about where I work, and uh, I know this is a work from home kind of thing, but it kind of relates to it because uh, going into that is uh, I'm not necessarily the um, end all be all as far as understanding how all this stuff works. But if uh, I kind of get a, co a conversation going, coming up with a customer, and usually it's either a phone call using like nice little headset like this that'll be talking to somebody like normal or I'll actually get on a meeting that's kind of very similar to the setup that we've got here because this setup we're using Zoom. Uh, I use WebEx with my, with my customers, but yeah, we'll just have a face-to-face -face kind of conversation and just kind of an exploratory conversation, just kind of see what they do and what their pain points might be and how I might be able to help them. And it's just more like listening for key terms of, you know, if it's a security thing that kind of pops up and we kind of start exploring that. And then I can't, I have like a whole team of people that back me up that are experts in particular fields. So it could be security, it could be collaboration, which this would be considered collaboration or phone systems or networking or server design or uh, just data center in general or power and cooling. Like it's just, it's ridiculous the people that I can get on a call and have that really deep getting into the weeds kind of conversation with that. Uh, basically, there's a lot of times where it feels like I'm just sitting there and listening because like the uh, different IT people will start talking to you. Oh, sorry. Got a scam call here. There's so many of those these days. Yep. Um, I muted that. So that, so that doesn't trying to happen. Ask if you can, if they can buy your house, because we get those like three times a day. I Right. Or my, uh, my extended warranty on my car is car. canceled. Yeah. <laughs> right. I need to get a new one, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's insane. Just the, the, the 
expertise that we have available to us that we're able to kind of bring into that conversation and help people with. So you get into a call and you're basically just trying to feel out what tech needs do they have Absolutely. and what are yeah. they leaning toward or what do they have experience with and how could you partner with, with them to help them get like the whole package? Absolutely. Yep. All right. I got it. Yeah, you got it. Oh man. The first time I met my husband, um, I knew that he was studying material science and I was like, does that mean like building materials like lumber and like cement and stuff? And he was like, nope, (laughs) very different. (laughs) (laughs) It's like carbon nanotubes. And I was like, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's a that's a new one for me. I don't think I've ever heard of a Harman nanotube. Carbon Tube. carbon nanotubes. Um, the way he described it to me, for someone who clearly had no idea, it it was um, kind of like the microscopic type things that you would have. Um, if you can improve, um, I, I'm going to say this so wrong. Um, he said it, it's the sort of research that they were doing to like see if they could improve solar panels, if like efficiency oh, okay. or something like that. So we're talking like the microscopic level, nano, nano level. Your husband's one of them really smart people. (laughs) (laughs) And then he didn't end up in that field. Um, He moved on to physics. So, um, and then he didn't end up in that field either. (laughs) Not he works as an engineer. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I got a few friends that are uh, a bio, bio engineer. And then I have another one that's a biomedical engineer. Actually, I have two friends that are bioengineers and one that's biomedical. And yeah, no, I don't ever plan on going up against any kind of, you know, uh, algebra test or whatever with those guys because they're, they're definitely no, I, they're, they're cookies. I'm already stumped by my kids as like fourth and fifth grade math. So we're good. He, oh, yeah, we, absolutely. I, for, so, I forgot how to carry the one. <laughs> right before we got into this uh, call, I was actually in a WebEx meeting with our fourth grade teacher. Um, talking about math and I was like my husband here he he can help with that when I met him I actually thought I was going to go for like a PhD in children's literature I was like literally reading nice. you know like Dr. Seuss and yeah. Harry Potter <laughs> like, that's so awesome anyway, so Kit and I last night we had a um, encounter because um, we ran out of trash space in our trash can and so I was texting your wife and I was like uh, can we borrow some space in your trash can so my my the husband's met in the night and exchanged trash so yep. thank you for that <laughs> and that's how we ended up in this call today because I was like thanks for letting us use your trash yep, can exactly Do you want I, that interviewed uh, finally right and then I admitted to you that I've uh, definitely used your trash cans and recycling in the past you, can you know totally, without yeah. asking kindly <laughs> go for it you have full permission. That, that, that's Minnesota right there. We're Minnesota nice here. <laughs> we know. Yeah. Well, tell us what it's been like for you working from home in your house. Because, okay, here's one thing I know about your house that you might not know about mine. We don't have basements on our side of the street. You guys have basements. And so you're sitting in like a super huge basement. Yeah, right no, I'm sitting in the basement right now in my house. And that, that's definitely kind of a rarity in this state because, uh, down the just the ground in Arizona, basically the the just how I guess volcanic this area was at one point. Basically, mm-hmm. the ground has like natural forming concrete, so it's really expensive to dig out here. So the fact that I have this, and that was a huge selling point for this house when we bought it. We're just like, oh, we got a basement. Yeah, we totally want that one. So 
I think your house is probably like double the size of mine and we're just on the same street right across from each other. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting, but I dig it. And it's, uh, it's built vertically as opposed to like out, which like a lot of houses out here, are usually single story uh, kind of monstrosities. I can't even say monstrosities, but you know, when we first moved down here from Minnesota, houses were like usually two stories with a basement. And uh, mm-hmm. when we, we first moved out here, my parents did that, moved into a two-story and didn't realize just how freaking hot it gets in Arizona. And uh, after about five, six years, we were like, yeah, you know what? We want to get one of those single-story houses. So I'm kind of all right with the fact that this is a multi-story house because we actually do have an air conditioner that's able to you know, kind of push the, the air that you need. And it seems like they... The newer homes have gotten better at making sure that you get that air conditioning. But I, I remember it's broken on you guys a couple of times. Yeah, we did have our main AC go out. And luckily, we were able to replace it last year. Like, apparently, we had some foresight to get this replaced because it's like impossibly hard to get an air conditioning right now or an air conditioning unit. Oh, and, really? Uh, Is it kind of like all the other shortages that they have? Oh, right my now? gosh. Like, it's crazy. Just the supply chain. Short. I mean, we're really experiencing that in uh, my job with CDW is, uh, just, there's just a lot of, uh, there's just the supply chain is just wacky right now. My husband and I were just talking yesterday about, um, the cars and the chip shortage that they have. And I was asking him because he's in the semiconductor industry and, um, he probably knows a lot about that. And I was just asking about like, you know, I mean, I don't think he even knows where, you know, their supply even goes, but, um, just curious, like, I guess the computers, like what, tell me about the shortages that you're experiencing. Oh, basically anything with Silicon in it is you're not getting, uh, you know, like Intel's having a real hard time getting their chips out to the different manufacturers. Um, just uh, like glass has been a hard thing to get. So you'll see like a lot of monitors, like if people need monitors that really? can't get them like they were able to at times or like laptops will be really hard to get because it's not just the processor that they might be having a hard time getting, but it might also be the screen for the computer that they're having a hard time getting. No um, way. Yeah, like and docking they just stopped station. recycling. They just stopped recycling glass in our area. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I think it's a different type. I mean, but still. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, I, it, it, very interesting how that's all working. Luckily, isn't most of glass is made out of a, a, a sand, right? We do have <laughs> right? plenty of that, I think. Yeah, some of that in Arizona, a little bit. But, you know, I've never made sand before or sand into glass, so I don't quite know how that process goes. But it's just, it is crazy because silicone, like from what I understand, silicone is silica, which is a type of sand, is it not? Yeah, sure, we could probably ask your husband. He'd probably be able to sand, let us know. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how I'm pretty sure that's how silicone is kind of made. It's like that way. But just from what I understand with the uh the whole supply chain, it's like it's not even just one thing that's messing it up. It's like it's a perfect storm of just stuff not working together because of uh, you know, we had the tariffs that happened. That was a huge part of it, but it's not just the tariffs, it's also uh COVID happened and all these manufacturing plants went down because of it. And a lot of these manufacturing plants, especially places that do like precision, you know, processors, stuff like that. Uh, you don't just turn those machines back on and everything's running. Like it's like it's a process to get everything going again. So there's that. And then on top of the, just the logistics of getting everything from, you know, the other side of the world to here, um, 
one, like the port of Los Angeles is like where the U.S. gets most of their imports, right? Right. And they've got normally anywhere between like six ships, like kind of waiting out in the harbor or it's waiting like 40 out. 40 or more deck. now? It's like 65 are just hanging out there, you know, okay. and it's uh, the, the COVID again hit the dock workers there. So they weren't able to pull in on top of the tariffs and all that fun stuff. And then uh, also the other big thing is, is when the pandemic hit, the U.S. ended up with a lot of the shipping containers that go on these humongous boats that they need in China to be able to send back to us. To fill them again. Yeah. So it's like, there's just so many things that are just kind of screwing everything up as far as what we're used to and what, what our old norm was. Cause everybody keeps saying the new normal, like new normal is because of, you know, some of this weird stuff that's happening with the uh, supply chain, not kind of doing its circle of life, if you will. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's so deep. And I mean, it, and it's not always just that people aren't willing to work. People are literally sick or they're, you know, stuck for whatever other reason. So it's not just that there's not trucks or there's not stuff. It's just not, there's not always even like physically a, a driver to get mm-hmm. it from point A to point B or. No, that's um, the truth. I mean, every, everyone I talked to you is, is dealing with the supply chain. Like the lady I interviewed about furniture the other day, you know, with yeah, interior design bad, right? and mm-hmm. the balloon people, they can't get balloons. They think it's going to be two or three years before they can get the balloons that they want again. It's so strange. So they're, is there like rubber or what? Cause I know like latex. Okay. Mm-hmm. I but can it's see other, that. It's other ingredients and like all of the things, just like we're talking, like just all of the different parts of the supply chain. If one goes yeah. out, you're, you're stuck. Yeah, no rubber is like really hard to get right now for tires. It seems like. Well, and part of it is that latex was diverted to make um, gloves. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. And the uh, same kind of thing, like just the masks being made and all that fun stuff. I mean, it's, a, it's crazy how like certain things get hit so hard yep. and then like the other things don't, but then how much those other things that get hit hard affect everything that you know you consume as a consumer so i always like to hear the story of when you got started from working from home so you were basically drumming you were going out you just kept your drums with you in your house or in your garage and you'd load up every week and how did your lifestyle change when you started with this 40 hour um had you done this kind of work before um sales i've done some kind of sales i've never really done like uh you know, over the phone type sales. Uh, I sold cell phones at Costco back in the day. So I had a little bit of that kind of sales experience. Um, being a musician, it, it is definitely a lot of uh, promoting yourself, if that makes sense. So you need to have to be personable. You need to be able to, you know, work with a team, if you will, especially if you're in a band. Um, that's basically all that is, is teamwork. Just playing music is teamwork. So yeah. Um, uh, if if you're not just doing a solo type thing, yeah, you're definitely working that. So the, the, a lot of that kind of stuff, you know, kind of goes into Translates. working into uh, a type of job where you're working like a corporate gig. Um, and I say gig because, you know, musician here, that's what we call it, the stuff we do. Um, but how it really changed for me is, uh, yeah, literally everything completely stopped as far as the bars shutting down. And that's like we did a lot of work in the bars. And that just basically completely shut down music. And I mean, there's even, it's not even just, you know, the little guys, you know, it's uh, 
they're doing all the triple P loans and all that fun stuff, like humongous bands, like humongous rock bands doing like these huge arena tuner tours would have to like go into that triple P kind of situation there because they're, they're, you think of uh, stuff like that and it's uh, you think that it's just these rock stars just making money. Right. But they have to, you know, basically bring, you know, 10, you know, RVs basically to every single one of their gigs to sleep all the people that kind of put the show together. And on top of that, they're going to bring all their um, semi trucks worth of equipment in there. And then all those guys have to set that stuff up during the day. And then when that's right. ready for them to play, then they play that night. And then all those guys got to tear all that stuff down, put it back onto the RVs and onto the uh, tractor trailers there and send it to the next location. So a lot of that uh, money that not only, the artists get paid, but, you know, just paying for just the logistics of getting, you know, music to play in just a big old arena. Uh, it just really kind of shows you just like how much just even that little segment got affected by it. And, you know, I'm just a little bar band that uh, got affected to the point that we just didn't have any more gigs. And uh, thankfully I got that job because then, you know, I was able to really focus on, what I was doing here, learning the new, you know, working from home, having conversations like this, where you're talking to a person on a, you know, basically a TV screen and uh, knowing not when to jump in and like knowing to give people that little bit of time after you're done speaking so that they can speak so that you're not just speaking all over each other. Um, but on top of that, just like really starting to understand how to uh, work with some of the different programs that you can have because like with webex um it wasn't just a normal webex situation it was like an actual learning like webex kind of classroom setup so like they had like a whiteboard that you could set up and you can like share all this stuff and they had like features where you could like raise your hand or put other uh kind of emoticons that meant different things out there um yeah it just uh, made it very interesting because you know you basically just had to have a lot of people just kind of have patience and uh, be willing to learn how to, you know, kind of go into that mode of, okay, I got to sit in my computer, turn my computer on and figure out how to make all this stuff work in order for me to, you know, achieve whatever my goal was for that day. Well, when you first uh, got hired, you thought you were going to train on site and you thought you were going to continue with your gigs on the weekends, right? Yep. I remember, was it Washington or Oregon that got hit so hard at the, at the beginning? Oh, I, gosh, feel like, I, I feel like I remember Washington. you telling me, yeah, I feel like you told me that a buddy of yours like lost like 17 gigs in one day. Oh, yeah. It was one of my friends. He's up in Canada. Yeah, he, he lost like everything. Like, oh, and then again, it wasn't just him, but like you would just tell me, he's like, yeah, across the country, I lost, you know, 17 gigs that I was supposed to come down and play. And I think that we here um, in Arizona and such, we're still hoping that maybe by within three months, things would be back to normal or within six months, we could be back to a normal life again. And um, yeah, it was supposed to be two weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> how long did you um, wait before you started getting out again for your gigs? Because I know that you've been performing again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, the funny thing is, is I, I think my whole band got covid December of 2019. So before like anybody even knew what, you know, the coronavirus was um, like, if you're a musician, like if you have a gig, like you've heard that saying, the show must go on. Like if you get sick, like you play through it and you power through it as hard as you can, unless you just like absolutely cannot walk, you know? Um, 
there's that there was one weekend in December, which is every single person in my band minus me got so sick to the point that nobody could play. Wow. So I think I had it, but I was just asymptomatic. Just one of my, one of the guys had ended up, he ended up in the hospital. Like the other two guys are just telling me they were the sickest they've ever been. And that was before we were calling it, you know, COVID or coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, everything shut down. And then basically August was around the time that we started seeing a little bit where we were able to start playing again. And we were actually one of the only bands that I knew of that was actually out and playing. Um, I'm not going to say that uh, we were completely following all the protocols. We probably weren't as far as uh, what was safe and like having people, you know, in the rooms that they should. And that was a little bit more on the venues than it was on us. But I mean, uh, I think uh, I, I don't know how you felt about this, but after a certain few months there, you definitely got a little stir crazy with that. And you can definitely kind of see that from a lot of people. Um, and you still see it now where it's just like people want to get back to normal because it's just like no matter I mean no matter how bad this is no matter how terrible it is it's like you, you do see people that um and including myself or it's just like gosh can we just like get back to what it was even though that might not be <laughs> you know completely responsible if you will we stayed home for the most part. Like we, we still have never had you guys into our home. Like I've only been into your house to like put a package on your table. And like, so we, you guys moved in basically not too long before all this started. Right. And then we just, we've just kind of kept to ourselves. And so we finally put the kids back into school in August this year. And that was a big deal. But I just was like, I just, they wanted to go back and we were like, I don't know if we can do another year of this isolation. I'm oh, yeah, an extrovert in a big way. So yeah. yeah, my daughter, uh, she, she started her freshman year. Actually, she ended her eighth grade year, just not even going into school anymore yeah. and started her freshman year for the first half of it. She wasn't even, uh, she, she wasn't even able to go to her and experience the first half of her freshman year. And, uh, that, that was crushing. You know, I remember going into high school and that was uh, huge for me. It was a very, uh, just a, it was a cool time. It was a, a nice having that kind of rite of passage, you know, going from junior high and becoming one of the big kids, you know, and mm -hmm. starting to be able to make a little bit more of adult choices and, you know, living, you know, that new life that and growing into that adult that you're kind of becoming there. She didn't get that. You could definitely see the, uh, you could definitely see the, how that was affecting her and just like how there was a little bit of a depression because of that, you know, oh, not yeah. being able to actually see their friends, you know, face to face and, you know, have that interaction that they're, you know, used to having and what they should be able to have instead of just looking at each other on a screen like this, you know? Oh yeah. It's a strain on everybody. We were talking about this with the uh, elementary school teacher, you know, for our conference, just that this has been literally a traumatic experience for everybody. Like literally, <laughs> not just kind of, but like actually traumatic for everybody. Like the whole world. It's not just us. And so like, if my kid is not really feeling it with math right now, you know, like he'll get there. <laughs> like I'm not too worried right now. Cause I mean, we're just trying to like re-enter society. Right. Yeah, but absolutely. yeah, the my kindergartner went to kindergarten last year and never stepped foot into her classroom until after school was done. Like at, wow. after graduation, we brought her over to to hide her her teacher for like five wow. minutes. So yeah, Maybe she was 15 in the, minutes. Uh, that whole yeah. right of passage right there. 
Yeah. And then they, I feel for all the seniors too. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I had a cousin that, uh, that would absolutely hit him or he just didn't get to graduate. Basically it was all, all, uh, on services like this, you know, where they kind of did the, the whole graduation that way. And yeah, I mean, again, just that whole rite of passage thing. That's huge. All that huge stuff, just not having prom and not having whatever else, homecoming dances and stuff like that. Right. Uh, you told me when we were logging in and getting set up that you are sitting on quite a system. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you. Not everyone can see you right now, but you're sitting in like, I, I was like, I should probably recognize this. Is Darth Vader's throne room? Is that right? The Emperor's throne room. The from, Emperor's uh, throne. That's why I didn't recognize it. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, from uh, Return of the Jedi. So it's where it. uh, where Luke was looking down on Moon of Endor. There is uh, all his friends are fighting there and seeing all the wars with Star Wars that was happening like right outside of the Death Star there, the second one. I will have to go back and watch that again because I have seen them, but I have yes. not seen them recently. Um, and then you said you, you've been set up with a lot of stuff. Now, are these things that come from your company or is some of this your own equipment now? Well, this is my equipment. So my company is actually, I think everything besides my computer, but I don't really think my company is expecting to get that back because I have a feeling that, uh, just kind of how it seems like the, their return to work policy is kind of working right now. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a, okay. And we're all back right now. It's going to be kind of like. All right, maybe you'll work. Maybe you'll be at the you know office once or twice a week kind of thing because they don't want to have like everybody back all at once. Um, But I think they're kind of. I mean, they've made a lot of investments. So I mean, they sent us. Not only do we have like the ability to use like our work phone number for my cell phone, but they actually sent us like Cisco phones like that are IP you know over the internet or what do they call it VoIP voice over IP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, set up so that basically we could take our calls from a normal phone like we would have in our office that you know can connect to like you know professional headsets or uh you know get to all your voicemails and do all the kind of conference calls and all that fun stuff that you would need to do on there uh sent a whole bunch of work from home stuff like uh i got a few monitors like at least a dual screen setup but you know working for this type of a company and being in sales you also have the ability to win some cool stuff so um like i want a 31 inch ultra wide that's curved so i got wow. that and that's really cool to use but what i'm using right here it's a, uh, it's actually it's a cisco uh it's a webex desk pro is what they call it so it's a 4k camera that's on here and it's really cool because like if i stand up like it'll follow me eventually there we go <laughs> it'll follow me again oh, so wow, it's like it a high quality, high quality image it knows when there's people in there so if like my wife came downstairs and wanted to be a part of this conversation like i could move over and then i would have her be a part of the conversation too um the screen itself is a 4k display um I don't know if you've ever messed around with like Siri or um, OK Google or anything like that on your phones, but it does have like a helper. Like I can ask it like what's on my schedule for the day and it'll actually read it off to me or I can ask it what time it is or I can tell it to call somebody. So, I mean, it's really like very much integrated and set up for a work from home kind of situation. And granted, it's not really a cheap product when i got it it was about ten thousand to twelve thousand dollars msrp 
I didn't pay that. It was another thing because I said, like, you know, I work as a salesman and a company that really focuses on technology that I actually won this, but it's insane. I mean, like what you're hearing me on is this microphone that's built into it. Um, uh, April did ask me, she's like, Hey, you gonna put like a headset on or anything like that before we start our conversation? I'm like, nah, that's uh, designed to make it so that it cancels out any kind of uh, feedback that might happen. If, uh, like, if, um, if you were talking, it'll just basically completely wipe that all out for you. And it just makes it so that we're almost like we're having a normal conversation without having to have a whole bunch of uh, earmuffs on. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, and honestly, I feel like, and I've talked about this before, but um, some of the technology is better at handling that sort of things. And I feel like Zoom, even though my picture quality with Zoom isn't as good, probably because I don't have the expensive package right now. Um, but the sound, the cancel, the noise canceling is a lot more forgiving, I think, with this package than what I was using. Something that was even supposedly fa- uh, fancier. I was using Riverside FM. I'm going to call them out. Um, they probably will continue to improve, you know, um, but I was just having a lot of problems with sync and echo. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of cool things that you could do, like just kind of going into my uh, music world, right? Um, if you're like making a recording studio, for example, or if you want to record vocals in a recording studio, like uh, the big thing with echo and just like having a reverb, you know, like just talking and you hear like a reverb in the room, mm-hmm. like the biggest things you can do is just kind of kill that kind of sound. So there's uh, so many videos online that you can find for what they call baffles and how you can make your own baffles and you can make them for pretty inexpensive. I want to say you can make a baffle for like 20 bucks. And is that like, I've got like $60 of the foam up there, but I just have never installed it. Yeah. I mean, that, that could help. Uh, it's, that's going to be more for like sound, like disbursement. So like, if you got like the, uh, what do they call it? A crate kind of look to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That'll like basically it sends the sound up and then it'll send it in multiple different directions and kind of disperse it that way. Uh, with a baffle, it actually absorbs the sound a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just makes it so that you get rid of some of that reverb kind of sound and some of the echo that you can run into because, you're, you know, sound kind of works. It's a wave, right? So it'll bounce off of everything. So it can, can potentially bounce off of me back into the microphone, you know, keep bouncing back this way, you know, just that's where you get kind of that feedback loop a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I've always thought it was because of my voice coming through someone's microphone. But as I look around, I'm like, I am kind of facing a pretty flat wall. I have stuff and furniture and fabric and, you know, things all around me, but there is kind of a flat wall right now. And I probably could put up a little bit more, even a blanket or my foam that I bought. No, that's (laughs) huge. Well, computer screens are definitely going to bounce your voice back real bad. Um, having a blank wall like what I have behind my computer is going to do that but I mean how do I sound right now to you when you're when you listen to me on this thing so far so good yeah it sounds pretty clear and I haven't I, mean, I haven't heard any echo either so yeah yeah and I mean the thing is is that this they literally have multiple speakers built into this thing so like you know when you get into a call with like multiple people like you might have people on each side of your screen or maybe going across the top yeah um and you can see, like, when somebody's talking, like, it'll kind of highlight their square. Uh-huh. Um, so this whole system will actually make it so that, like, you'll actually hear it from wherever that person is on your screen. It'll kind of move it over there for you. And uh, it's nice for that because, you know, you can kind of 
work with that and kind of have that eye movement on the screen. So again, that you're kind of having a little bit more of a conversation with somebody versus just speaking into a screen. That's um, exciting. But there's like multiple microphones in this too. So that's kind of how noise cancellation works also. So I mean, the, the other big thing with something like this, and I'm totally nerding out right now, I do apologize. And I'm like going Go like way it. too nerd on this. But like, uh, a big thing for people during this pandemic, especially when you're working from home and you have kids that aren't necessarily able to go to uh, daycare because, you know, of reasons, <laughs> but have a lot of background noise of kids playing around or watching TV and stuff like this. Well, this is actually set up. Basically, it has another set of microphones on it that kind of picks up what's happening in the background here. And it's able to cancel that all out using those microphones and then knowing what it's supposed to be listening to. So like my kids could be playing around on the couch that's right next to me here and it would cancel that noise out. Like it's insane, like the stuff that they have. Yeah. That's amazing. That sounds like, yeah, the future is here. Absolutely. And then I know this is like a ridiculously expensive unit, but there are other companies like, you know, Logitech and, uh, Jabra, like all those kinds of guys, Polycom, like they have technologies like that. Just like if you're looking for something where you're worried about that kind of a thing, like I think we kind of talked about like your kids kind of popping in on you and talking in the middle of a conversation. Um, look for something that's got it's called noise cancellation. It's really starting right. to get really cool with that and where, you know, you don't have to worry about it so much. Or if when somebody's I... like working on your yard, you know, and they got the yeah. blower going on upstairs. This is my older, you know, um, Logitech headphones, mm-hmm. but I mean, for three and a half years ago, it was actually pretty good for that. Um, nice. definitely helps cut out. I'm playing with like these little, I, I think I still kind of need a fidget tool myself here. Um, yeah, like the, it, it's not perfect. You know, if the kid is crying right there, I mean, they're going to hear, but like if it's a dog barking in the distance, yeah. I don't know if this has noise canceling. I don't think it does. I think it's just more uh, directional. No, that's so. uh, depends what setting you have. I have one of those mics too. You have a whole bunch of different. That's actually probably a good thing to talk about because that is a very, very popular microphone for a lot of people that do this stuff. It's called a Yeti and that's yeah. made by Blue. And you can uh, basically set that up so that you can do uh, different patterns on it. So basically if you look at it, Mm-hmm. You'll see like you can, a figure you can eight much shape. See it here. On yeah. My... <laughs> yeah. You got your different patterns on there. So you got like a figure eight shape and then you got like a whole open kind of looking shape. And then you got one that looks like a heart. Most people don't know this, but you want it to be on the heart one if you're just using it as a as a piece of equipment that's just catching your voice. Yeah. Uh, because it actually is set up to cancel the sound that's going on behind the microphone or to the if, size of the microphone. It's only set up to catch you right from the front. So but if you were doing a podcast with someone sitting across the table from you, then you could use the one that's like an hourglass, right? Yeah, it's called figure of eight, figure eight. Yeah, that's good because it makes it so that you get the sound from both the front and the back of it. And then it cancels the sound on the side. And then I was instructed to turn the gain all the way down because it was catching so much of the, the ambience of the room. Ambience? Yeah. Ambience of the room. Um, ambiance the the sound of the fan in my computer and things would it, it'll catch it all the air conditioner it'll catch it so absolutely turn the yeah, gain all the way down it helps yeah that's called a condenser microphone so condenser microphones are really 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 sensitive like they pick up everything if uh let me see if i actually have a mic over here i can talk about a little bit that is good for this kind of stuff if you're trying not to 
you probably see somebody use this type of a microphone or this type of a microphone. And you talk right into the end of it, right? You talk right into it, and it's called a uh, dynamic microphone. So this one is a completely different setup. Um, and this one is a little bit more of a, uh, basically it's set up so that it's supposed to be close to your mouth and it really rejects everything behind it. It really rejects everything to the side of it. And it's really focusing on your, your mouth and it doesn't, it's not nearly as, uh, not nearly as sensitive as one of those condenser mics are. So that's why you see a lot of podcasters use this kind of a thing, especially if they got multiple people in the room, uh, because yeah, the, the condenser mics, Though they're great, they are awesome mics. Uh, usually, you don't want to use those if you do have a lot of background noise. That's something where you want to use it if you have a really dead room. So I asked Kit, I'm like, so have you ever been on a podcast before? And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you run a few too, huh? Oh, yeah. I got one with uh, my band. Uh, we haven't really done a whole lot lately, but uh, we were really starting to get into it and kind of nerding out with that, um, where me and the lead singer lead guitarist we were we'd get like different uh people to come in and talk to us and it's not necessarily the, the most uh safe for work podcast ever <laughs> but uh yeah i know it's just two musicians just talking the the you know what uh i don't know if this is a a, a safe for work podcast there so i won't say what i was gonna say but um, <laughs> we just beep it out you can go for it okay fair enough yeah we just we just shoot the there and uh, we have a good time um and uh yeah we've done a few of them i've been doing that for a while and we're totally nerds when it comes to audio that's why i can sit here and tell you about the mic that you're using and what the best setting is for it and most people they they try to talk into the top of that mic too you don't want to talk into the top like this mic you do talk into the top of your mic, you're actually talking to this part right here. And a lot of people that have that mic don't know that. And it sounds really thin and it doesn't sound good. Sorry, I'm totally nerding out. I'm sorry if I'm getting off so topic. So your podcast, is that what you're talking about with sound equipment? Or are you talking about like music and band stuff? Yeah, it's music and it's uh, talking. Like we'll sit there and just talk about whatever random thing or whatever random piece of equipment that we really like or a band that we're listening to. Or we'll bring in one of our friends from another band. Just talk about whatever you know they might be doing, and you know, had uh, guests come on and actually sing a song uh, while they're sitting there in the middle of the podcast with us. So I mean, yeah, we do a lot of cool things. And are you having them physically come into your home to record, or are you doing it like virtually again? Well, I have a studio that is not in my house. Um, granted, I do have recording equipment at my house. But uh, I record my drums and whatever else at another studio that's at a different location in Mesa that I have a lot of stuff in. So we were doing the podcast in there for a while. Uh, we were doing it at a bar for a while. I had a little travel uh, setup that I brought with me and we would just record it in there and do like a video kind of thing on there. That sounds um, loud. <laughs> it could be. But again, we were using the right mics. So a lot of miking technique, especially like live music or podcasts, if you're doing it in a really busy place, like we wouldn't use like the mic you have, a condenser mic there. We would use a dynamic, dynamic. mic, like the one that I was talking about over there, because it makes it so that, you know, that loud bar activity or not activity, bar ambiance, as we said already, um, really, really gets cut out when you use that kind of a mic and especially when you're using it nice and close to your mouth and having the uh, gain settings correct on it. I want to hear a little bit more about what it's been like working from home with two little boys running around. 
Well, luckily, um, we were able to get them into a daycare. So they're doing like a preschool daycare right now. So that has made it that ever since we were able to make that happen, it has made that so much easier. But initially, when both my wife and I were working from home, uh, that was it was a train wreck, along with having our daughter being upstairs doing uh, during her schoolwork up in her room. Yeah, no, it was a it was a it was a nightmare, especially since you know I had to jump on calls with customers, and I'm doing a forty hour a week job. My wife was doing a part time job at the so a lot of the responsibilities of being with the boys ended up falling on her shoulders, and she was kind of losing her mind a little bit. And, I think uh, I said wine. I think I said wine over a few times. <laughs> surprised me. Yeah, I'm sure you probably saw her outside, like twitching and like pulling on her hair a little bit. And yeah, I no, think it was a, wine and chocolate. I was just like, here. <laughs> sounds about right. You look like you need this. I understand that look right there. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it. You you love your kids. You love your family. You love your spouse. But it's like. I think there is a reason that we do go to school. There's a reason we go to work. There's a, there's a reason that, you know, back in the day, everybody had their chores that they needed to do like out on the farm. You know, it's like, you just need to be able to get away from each other sometimes, especially the people that you love the most in your life so that you don't kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when the kids finally started going back to school, um, John, is still working from home. And so there, um, and then when he is on call for a week, he gets one day off at the end of that, um, that one week of being on call, um, he gets a comp day and we're like, wow, we haven't like been on a date (laughs) and it was his birthday the other day and his birthday and it was your birthday and it was my birthday. We all had a birthday in the last week. Yeah. September, Um, man. Parents were loving it on New Year's there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, next year we'll have to have like a block party for all of our birthdays. There you go. I like your style. Um, <laughs> actually, I really wanted to celebrate my 42nd birthday, which was last year, with like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy theme. That was like one of my favorite Love books that. and movies. Love that. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> they took that away from me too. And so I'm like, you know what? Really I'm gonna just do a Hitchhiker's Guide for my 43rd birthday. And we still it'll be 44 before we get around to it, but I'd be day five Bebo Brocks, man. I'm I'm totally about it there. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Let's just like make it up for everybody next year and like do triple birthday party and birthday there every day. There yeah. we go. Um, I I really liked that. Um, I read the like the what do you call it? Like the collection of all of them. Um, yeah. It took me like a few months, but yeah, it was that was good times. And we actually finally showed those kids, our kids, um, that movie this past. <laughs> Those kids. <laughs> Those kids. <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite things about having extra time together as a family is sharing some of the movies that we've enjoyed. And then we're like, you know what, kids, I think that you're old enough that you could probably handle this, but we'll beep out. John is really good with the mute button. Um, he like, I think we showed them like a Christmas story. I don't think we've done um, Back to the Future yet, but I think we're Watch out with the gremlins. Watch out with gremlins because, uh, dude, I showed my daughter that one when she was, no, she was about seven or eight. And she was still very much into the Santos clause there, right? Um, Yeah, there's that scene that I totally didn't remember was in the gremlins where they totally just burst that dam like wide open. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my gosh, I just ruined your childhood. I'm so sorry. Yeah, just watch out for that one. <laughs> we showed them the Christmas story, and my husband watches that movie like on repeat at Christmas season. Like, it's I guess crazy. that was literally their their tradition was like they would play it every two hours. 
all day on Christmas, like 24 seven. And so he would try to watch it like 12 times in one, in one Christmas. And, um, so like some of these movies that he has so well memorized, like we can be on top of it with the mute button. I think we showed them princess bride. Finally, classic, classic movie. So yeah, we'll have to, um, keep working through it. Like we're still kind of pseudo, you know, in lockdown, like our family just, um, they go to school and then we're still home. But yeah. at least we're like willing to go for a walk and take a bike ride where last year we were still kind of nervous about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm definitely like you where I'm, uh, uh, a little bit more social. So I had a real hard time just doing yeah. the completely stay in place thing, but you know, whenever I can, I try to, to make sure that I'm being mindful of other people and, uh, trying to make sure that, uh, I'm being safe, you know, as far as like, you know, I, I bought a mask that covers my beard. So it doesn't like indent. So, but I got it. I do look uh-huh. like I got, I do have my mask on and it's, and you know, and it is covering my face like it should. All and right. then, you know, like, uh, I got vaccinated when I should, you know, like, I know that's like a huge, like, uh, a huge issue right now between people. And that is what it is. I have no opinion on it other than the fact that, you know, I did it for myself so that, you know, I can go visit my grandparents and not have to worry about it, you know? Absolutely. Um, what about the, your wife, did she go back to work in person now? Yeah, she does that. She's kind of like in a hybrid mode right now where she still is able to work a lot from Zoom. But yeah, they're trying to get people back into some of the stuff that she's doing there. She's uh she's a, she works for a company that uh, basically does uh, grief support groups. Yeah. Trying to get back into that. And that's really intimate and personal conversations. Okay. And so I can see yeah. that really being conducive for being a person. Do you feel like the, the amount of interaction that you have, even through zoom or whatever it as a salesperson and getting to talk with people is enough to fill that social need that you have. I guess it's not really social, but that human interaction need. I can. Um, I, I, I like having friends, um, yeah. which, you know, that sounds silly, like saying it like that, but like, I, I do <laughs> have friends and I do have a lot of friends yeah. that, and, and that sounds really dumb because it sounds like I'm like sitting here bragging that I have friends, but <laughs> the point that I'm making is that uh, I do have people that I enjoy being around, right? And, yeah. I, and I do enjoy having that face-to-face with them. And uh, I'm not I'm not a person that has, you know, just like one or two close friends that I could just sit there and have a conversation on the phone with, you know, you know on the weekends. And that's all I need for interaction. Now I do, I need that uh, person-to-person, you know, kind of thing. And it's not necessarily work colleagues. It's like, yeah. you know, people that I would consider my friends that, you know, I would take the shirt off my back and give to them if they needed it kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, of course. Um, since we were new to the area, I know that you're not, you haven't always lived here, but have you been here since like high school or not? Yeah. I moved out here in 96. Okay. So, so, um, so we had to meet people here like five years ago, like in our mid thirties and, you know, late thirties. Um, and I found my people through like our school, like the, the parents of the other kids and the book club Absolutely. that I started and things like that. Like, um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Like when you're making friends as an, as an adult w- without, um, I'm, I'm assuming it's harder if you don't have kids. That might be absolutely. But then, you know, you got bars and stuff as an adult that you can go to. <laughs> yeah. Though that wasn't really ever our scene. Like, I mean, definitely we would go, but like not to meet people. Yeah, I could understand that. 
Um, yeah, you can definitely meet some new people going to a park or whatnot with the kids there and all that fun stuff. But yeah, just as being a musician, I meet uh, so many people just by, you know, getting uh, just just being on a stage, you know, and people just want to come and talk to you and, you know, just be like, oh, man, I like what you did up there. Or like, hey, I think it's really cool that you're able to play that instrument. Like, it's it's really fun to watch or, you know, like just, just striking up conversation. It like gives people that that initial talking point, you know. So you're a drummer. Mm-hmm. Do you also sing? I do sing, yep. Do you sing while you're drumming? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that's interesting. That's not too common. <laughs> that's not easy, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like that whole like rubbing your head, like, or whatever, yeah. rubbing your belly and patting your head kind of thing and while chewing bubble gum, you know, yeah, definitely <laughs> makes it interesting. And do you play more than one genre? Or are you pretty committed to one? Uh, I'll play a whole bunch of them. The band that I'm in is a, it's a country band, but even there we play like rock songs. We'll play you know, funk songs and play you know, disco. <laughs> like we'll be, oh, we're really? just all over the map. Yeah, we're just, we'll play whatever makes us feel good then. That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. uh, do you have any advice for people that want to work from home or who are thinking about making it the permanent choice yeah i'd just say be comfortable uh i would say if you're wanting to do this kind of a thing just kind of do a little bit of research on it just you know like just that little conversation we had about your microphone there and just knowing how you should speak into it and what setting it should be on so that you're rejecting as much background noise as possible uh making sure you have a good solid internet connection that's another huge thing where we like i still i work in a technology company and i still see people that don't necessarily have the most uh, reliable internet connection, uh, especially when you're doing video like this. Uh, you, you definitely want to have a little bit higher of an internet uh, bandwidth. Um, can you can you be specific? Because I feel like um, I use Cox, and I think I'm at their Gigablast or whatever they call it. It's a thousand. Nice. Hey, you got a bunch there. You got a gigabit connection there. Well, I need that because of my video conferencing with my students in China, like that. It just was so necessary. Like if I, I kept upgrading it because, you know, if I, if I didn't keep upgrading it, then I'd have to get my husband to turn off Netflix while I'm teaching yeah. and he'd like to be able to like use his phone and his internet. Yeah. Um, and now he can be in a video conference at the same time as I am. And we're not Absolutely. feeling that lag um, yeah. where, you know, I think we started off with like 300 and, <laughs> and I'm like, nope, not good enough. And so, yeah, I think some people are still, still trying to get by with 50 but they're letting their kid homeschool, um, yeah. you know, without Lots. school or streaming something or Netflix and a WebEx meeting and Teams meeting and the Zoom meeting yeah, all yeah, happen yeah. at the same time. And you just can't do it. That's just like a, it's just like a freeway, you know, like rush hour, you know, it's going to back up. And if you're if you only got a freeway that's this big, like you're only going to get so much in. If you get a freeway that's this big, like you're going to be able to do, you know, way more cars you know upstream and downstream so sending and receiving signal so yeah no you want to you want to make sure that uh if this is something that you want to do that you would uh, definitely invest a little bit more onto your uh internet plan um we're at 150 megs and it's working so that's download but you got to remember too if you're doing video you got to worry about upload so i think cox is like a 10 megabit per second upload which isn't super fast uh, when it comes to, I have no idea what Gigablast is. Gigablast might be 20 megabit per second upload, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't have to upload as much as I do have to. I don't know. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> all we know is it works better when it's faster. Oh, absolutely. It works so much better. Yeah. So the upload is important. And then download is also important. Most people just focus on the download, but like sending video from your computer, that's upload. So you want to try to have that number be as high as you possibly can get it on top of having that download, you know, getting the information to you to be pretty high there. And then we both were talking before we um, started recording. I, I was like, oh, I got to take my Wi-Fi off and make sure that I'm connected with my Ethernet here. Do you usually use Ethernet? Uh, right now I'm using Wi-Fi. Um, I, just with Wi-Fi, you know, they got the new standards. Like you probably want to get into something that's at least Wi-Fi where it's called AC. Or sorry, not AC. It actually is AC, my mistake there. Uh, they have a whole bunch of different standards where you have like B, G, N. And now it's in an AC and now they're actually going into Wi-Fi 6 is what they're calling it now. I have no idea what you're saying right now. That's uh, okay. It's just the different standards. And basically with all of those standards came a bump in your bandwidth that's available over Wi-Fi. And not all computers have, you know, those capabilities. Like, you know, a newer MacBook is going to have like a Wi-Fi 6 capability. And it'll also have something called MIMO, which means multiple in and multiple out. So you're starting to see Wi-Fi speeds kind of approach the speeds of just being plugged into a switch, which is pretty crazy to see, if not, you know, getting there already. It's, uh, it, it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. I still recommend to people to connect with Ethernet if they can because of the Ethernet. security aspect and it's just a little bit more stable. It could be, definitely, especially if you're living in a neighborhood like where we're at, where the houses are so close, you're definitely fighting with a lot of other people's uh, frequencies because you'll kind of battle each other out for uh, each of these uh, Wi-Fi units does have a frequency range that they work on. And if everybody's using the same frequencies, they're going to start fighting with each other. So having that dedicated connection absolutely is probably your best bet. Um, but you are starting to see a lot of these Wi-Fi capable devices have some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, like my whole house is set up on what's called a mesh network. So oh, really? instead of just instead of just having one Wi-Fi router, I have six set up in various different places in my house and they all talk to each other and it makes it so that I don't have a dead spot anywhere in my house. I just have internet, Wi-Fi just everywhere that I'm at. And they'll just kind of, as I go downstairs, like it connects to my Wi-Fi downstairs. Or like as I go upstairs, automatically connects to my Wi-Fi upstairs and it kind of just goes off whatever has the strongest signal. We have not looked into that. I don't know if our house is big enough to warrant it, but. Yeah, it definitely cool. helped. It helped for us, like even upstairs, like going to, uh, you know, just being in our bedroom, we had a real bad dead spot up there when I had uh, the Wi-Fi kind of set up the, the old school way, kind of getting it set up with that mesh network made that uh, so we didn't have to worry about that so much. So does it matter now where you have your router? Not really. Just I have one of them that's connected to my modem mm -hmm. and that's like the master uh, mm -hmm. which is actually here in this curtain behind me is where I have my like master okay. thing. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Mine's upstairs. And then I have, uh, yeah, I just got, what, I think five other nodes, they call it, um, that can basically talk back and forth to that one. You get the internet and then they all talk back and forth to each other to make sure that they're giving you the best connection. And then I can actually hard wire connect to one of these if I needed to with my computer to and any one of the nodes. Yep. And it works. It'll be over Wi-Fi, but it'll give me that hardwire connection to, you know, that node if I need it. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know about that. <laughs> Thank you. That was insightful for me. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a total nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and you said to be comfortable. Are you sitting like in a fancy chair or do you have ergonomic setup? I always have to ask. Um, I do have a sit-stand desk and I was using that for a little bit. Uh, I got over that pretty quickly. Um, now I just have, we have a desk down in the basement that I just have uh, my computers on. Uh, my chair is comfortable. I do have to stand up every once in a while because my butt does get a little tired if I'm sitting all, you know, eight hours in it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just make sure I have a, a chair that's a, that I am able to adjust. And if I need to lay back, I can lay back in it. If I need to get a little bit higher, I can do that. If I need to get a little lower for whatever reason. Yeah. So the desk I'm currently using is just a, a set height. So I don't really have to worry about that too much. And But that's comfortable. Is it comfortable height for you? It is a comfortable height. Yep. But that is uh, yeah, definitely but- huge so that you, you know, you need your ergonomics to be all right too, so that you're not getting, you know, your neck fatigue or your back fatigue or your wrist fatigue. You don't want to get like carpal tunnel syndrome by, you know, sitting in a weird position with your wrist, you know? Yes, I have. Um, I haven't had carpal tunnel, but I've had like all of those other things you just mentioned um, yeah. because I was typing like as a professional, like medical transcriptionist for 17 years and then my new job with the teaching ESL was still typing 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 and with this I was like even doing the transcription for my podcast for a while typing typing and I'm just like (laughs) comfort is like super important to me you're not getting any younger is what you're saying here (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the market I'm in the market for a sit-stand desk so you might have to let me know how you felt about that one absolutely yeah I got this one over at that American Furniture Warehouse it wasn't that expensive. It was like, I think it was less than 200 bucks the one that we got. It's only got right. one leg. Yeah. Oh, one on leg? Here. Yep. It's only got one leg on it. Oh, my wife's texting me here. I might need to be getting, I might need <laughs> to right. wrap this up. I apologize. No, that's good. Um, I think we were already there. So, all right. Well, thank you, Kit. This was been, I think it's the most we've ever talked to each other. Probably actually. Yeah. I don't think we've had a whole hour. <laughs> I think I've sat outside and talking with your, um, with your wife quite a bit more, but yeah, this yeah. has been fun. Yeah. I'm usually all over the place. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll, we'll call it. This has been Kit Holoff with April Malone and yes, I work from home and we'll see you next time. Thank you, April. Thanks so much. <laughs>